mean, do this. This podcast I means like super like nonchalant. We can talk about whatever. So, uh, dude, I've, I've watched your guys' podcasts. They're <laughs> awesome. I love them. So, I'm totally into this. I'd much rather be uh, have a podcast where we just like talk back and forth about stuff versus like I'm reading off a piece of paper. Like yeah. these are the things that we're gonna hit. You know, that's how I. That's yeah. totally cool I like to roll like that. I don't like scripted. Um, I just like to shoot yeah. off the hip. Yeah. So yeah. So we we interviewed Levi Kitchen on our last podcast, and I like I just finished that one again. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've watched um, it twice now. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, you got my um, mom beat. <laughs> I, I felt like I like way over prepared on that one. Like, which yeah. I, I realized Hayden over here can talk to a brick wall for an hour. But I had like, <laughs> I had like all these questions and like, like it went fine, but I just felt like I was like going off the questions like one by mm-hmm. one. And so I figured for this one, we can just, I mean, we just like didn't prepare a ton just because it, it'll probably go a lot better. Just, you yeah. know, talk well, about yeah, whatever. Dude, so I, I can, t- I can tell you right now, like, there are so many things happening in our motocross industry and across the industry abroad that there is no lack of things to talk about. Right. We have electric bikes that are making huge waves that depending on like what side you're on, people are either super pissed off about it or Mm -hmm. super on board with it. Um, Obviously it was super cross, like literally days away from happening. Both uh, classes are super stacked. There's so much to talk about there. So I'm open. Well, so I've got a question right off the bat. What do you think about? So I'm sure you saw the West uh, lineup came out today. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you Mm -hmm. think about Justin Cooper being on the East Coast and Colt Nichols being on the West Coast? Uh, You know, I thought it was a really weird decision. I don't understand... There's a lot. Of, I think there's a lot of politics involved with mm-hmm. that, right? I think mm-hmm. they're looking for a title. I think um, everybody's trying to make a wave in their own way. Like, just think about how many riders we have, East Coast or West Coast, that are stacked riders, right? That are like top tier, could be not only 250 champions, but you would expect them to be 450 champions in the next few years. And you have them stuck all in the same place, whether it's West Coast or Mm -hmm. East Coast. So I think people are just making like moves just to try and figure out where they stand, where they might make better placement. Um, And I don't think it's just for them, too. I think it's for all the writers across the board. But either way, it's going to make Supercross extremely interesting this year. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I mean... I don't know. You guys tell me, what are your thoughts on it? I don't, I mean, I'm a little confused about why it happened. Cause just, just from like a, if I were a sponsor of star Yamaha, I would want to see the number one plate, you know, run through the season with my sponsors on it. Of um, course. But I've also heard that star Yamaha, like, I mean, obviously they care about their sponsors, but they're, they're more concerned about results. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sure that played something into it. Um, and, and I think he, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, man. I was going to say that, you know, I think especially with Yamaha right now, I'm Yamaha in general, I think is the team right now who is trying to make significant changes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We saw Tomac get picked up. Mm-hmm. Dylan Ferrandis killed it in outdoors, right? I, if you would have told me that Dylan Ferrandis was going to win outdoors before that season, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. Right. Like, 
not that he's a bad writer. I just wouldn't have expected it. Yeah. And now we have, uh, obviously with, uh, the Deegan's kind of getting on board, like Yamaha is, yeah. I think they're playing chess while everybody else is still kind of playing checkers. Mm-hmm. So that, that decision for the 250 riders, I think is probably lined up with that. They're playing chess. They're making moves. They're trying to figure out where can we get the red plate or where can we make uh, the the most splash? Where will we get the opportunity to put uh, our name at the top of the list? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they're making those big and weird decisions, honestly. Does anybody else think that this was Kawasaki like five years ago? Like this is kind of Kawasaki's push in, yeah. in Supercross. Cause I know Kawasaki is like super dominant mm-hmm. um, yeah. for like, how, I don't even know how many are straight, but they had title after title between like 250 and 450 divisions. They were just killing it. And then uh, we yeah. just see this new area of like star Yamaha just like come through and it's been, it's been incredible to watch really. It's just, yeah. it's like so dominant. And, and, and I think that's the point with Yamaha is they're creating a dynasty, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it, today I posted about, um, I don't know if you guys saw it uh, about electric dirt bikes again, because it, it's, it's an awesome yeah. topic, I think, but I immediately got hit with people who were like, or no, uh, excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me back up. I posted that video about, uh, the 250 class. Right. I don't know if you guys saw that one on TikTok, but I posted a video about the 250 class on who my top riders I think we should watch this season. Mm. And I had somebody comment, Hey, when is uh, Hayden Deegan getting in the mix? And I'm oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> yeah. But the, the point is, is think about it. There's so many people who are already amped on somebody who's not even in the big show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That's a dynasty that like who in Kawasaki is like that. Like who, who, who in Honda, sure jet, but jets already doing the yeah, racing. He's, right? Right? He's, already, he's already in the big show, mm-hmm. but they don't have anybody that I'm like, Oh my gosh, this amateur is going to do amazing things. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Uh, the, the only I thing think, I can think of to even compare it to is I remember like AC had a lot of hype for a while. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. I remember like seeing like back in the day, seeing videos of him on like 65s racing with Ricky Carmichael. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, he wasn't a YouTube star while no, he was yeah. an amateur, you know? Well, we also, and that's the game changer, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that I keep on telling a lot of my friends this is that the, the bigger so motocross was kind of in that lull right mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden coronavirus came back in and whether you whatever sure. politics you follow on it don't matter the fact is all of a sudden people wanted dirt bikes mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're stuck at home yeah everybody started riding right but youtube and tiktok and instagram are kind of taking our industry to this place that it's never been i agree and mm-hmm. Now, you know, I go, you know, I'm a fan of the Deegans. I I watch their YouTube channel. I go watch, you know, all of the dudes and all like Barsha's Mm -hmm. uh, channel. What is that called? I can't remember Uh, the Barsha show or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember, but I watched that one too. I think, right? Yeah, BAM TV. And And the fact of the matter is like it makes a connection between the motocross industry directly to the fans, which is something we have never had. Mm -hmm. Right. 
you had to go to the pits to meet your favorite writer. Now yeah. I can go on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram and comment that directly. And yeah. if Brian Deegan likes my comment, I'm like, oh man, I'm the coolest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. We never had that before. Yamaha knows that. The Deegans know that. Jet Lawrence is knows that and is starting to put that in play at Honda. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's going to be your super interesting moving forward. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jet, I, Jet with the only the only fans thing. Um, yeah, that was like hilarious. the donut fans or whatever. But um, I mean, he's like separate from. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's still on the media platform, but he went through this. I think Jet did something a little bit different than what most of the writers have done either in the past, like w- with his like the only fans thing or whatever. Um, I thought that was so. Cause it's not like you're like, Oh, you're starting this on like a social media platform. It's like this, I don't know. It's kind of like this other entity that he kind of brought to the table. I don't know. It was just a different aspect to the, the scene. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. One, one thing too, that I think I heard them talking about this on the gypsy tales podcast was it, this it, it, right now. And especially going into the future, like the, the contract that Hayden Deegan signed with star Yamaha it's probably super minuscule compared to the amount of money he's making on YouTube. Yeah, true, true. And oh. yeah, yeah, it's like nickels and dimes. And, yeah. and so that kind of gives him a certain power that other riders haven't had before. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think Jet's headed in that same direction too, where he might be making more money off of doing these cool Red Bull videos and selling yeah. Jetson donut merch than, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much his Honda contract is for. But it, once it gets to the point where he's making more money off of that than what Honda's paying him, then it's kind of like, oh, well, you're telling me to do this, but I don't want to do that. You know, you know what I mean? Right. It gives a lot more power yeah, to the writer, which we haven't had in the past. Like yeah. most writers in the past had to like, you know, they follow a script on the podium. We haven't really got to see this, you know, an individual kind of writer. Um like character form. Like we, we love seeing like jet on the podium. Like we love seeing, you know, anybody that like has something other to say than, Oh, I want to thank my mom, my dad, my sponsors. Like, yeah. it's just, <laughs> we, we've seen that so many times that it's like this new fresh wave of, you know, entertainment. And it, I think it adds a fantastic, you know, piece to it. And, and that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, it, does it have to do with MX and, and our culture and all that other stuff? Sure. But at the very end of the day, it's legitimately entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't, <laughs> this sounds terrible, but I don't care about Hudson or yeah. Hudson Deegan. Mm-hmm. H- Huck, no. Huxon. Huxon. Huxon Deegan, right? Like I don't even know his name clearly, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but watching him ride around a dirt bike track and seeing him rip Mm -hmm. and sitting down with my son and he's into it Mm -hmm. for me, it's entertainment. I'm not Mm -hmm. cheering him on at the races, but going back to what you said before is, you know, especially with what the gypsy tales said is, or, you know, that podcast is they are now looking at this as like, well, racing is, is the thing, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it'll be the thing forever yeah and and brian deegan interestingly enough if you think about it he's kind of that trendsetter right Mm, very much so here he was super cross right (laughs) had won a race and that race had uh i think ping was in that race i think carmichael was racing that day i I mean he beat some big heavy hitter Mm -hmm. names Mm -hmm. and he still was like 
peace out. I make more money jumping my dirt bike a hundred feet. Yeah. True. Right. True. So now he's molded his son to go like, look, you're fast on a dirt bike, but that's not it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's more to this that we can do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the genius in the Deegans. And like I said, um, jet, he knows what's up. Mm-hmm. He, especially with like those fan press conferences. Have you guys seen those? Well, I heard that he's doing him and Hunter are both doing something tomorrow, yeah. right? That's going to be, and it's, and it's, it's like not your normal press conference, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's their opportunity to connect with their fan base in a very casual environment, which like you guys said, has never been the thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It always was stand in line at Supercross, at whatever track you're at, hold your poster, get it signed by somebody. Yeah, and then gone. Hopefully shake their hand and take a picture, bye. And now I yeah. can go on TikTok or Instagram yep. and, and talk to them directly. Yeah, it makes, it makes the writer to fan experience um, a little bit less complicated. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to spend $300 on a pit pass to go meet, <laughs> you know, Ken rocks and like you can, or I mean, maybe not well, Ken rocks in general. I, but. When I used to go to the races, the pit pass, you just bring a monster can and that would get <laughs> oh, you they're in. They're doing that again. I think now are they? Yeah. yeah. I think at least here in Glendale, Arizona, the, the Supercross, you just bring a monster can, which sucks. Cause I'm not a big monster. Yeah, fan. I don't, I don't drink monster. <laughs> just bring a full one. <laughs> just bring yeah, a can sleeve. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, so kind of you bringing that up, like I've, I've grown up going to the races and it's kind of the same thing where like you stand in line for an hour, mm-hmm. get, get their signature, shake their hand real quick and that's it. But we got to go to Loretta's this past year. So we're, we're in Nashville right now. And so Loretta's is only like an hour away. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. and we had known, which we've kind of already talked about this on the podcast, but we knew really nothing about, I didn't even know if you had to pay to get in or what the deal was. Yeah. Um, one person just like, I think I commented on racer X's post. I was like, yo, how do you get tickets for this? And someone commented, it's free to show up. It's like, all right. <laughs> so we just roll up, have no idea what we're getting into. No, and, no sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but it, it, one thing that was really cool about that was you can just go up and pretty much talk to whoever you want. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we went up when we talked to Brian Deegan for like 30 minutes. Yeah. We just, what? yeah, we were yeah. just talking That's to him. Sick. And he was, I mean, there, there was a group of people that were like, you know, standing there getting the signature, getting the picture and leaving, getting, and Hayden over here, he he wants to talk to everyone for an hour. So we, we go up like, Hey man, what's up? And then Hayden starts asking him all these questions and you could tell he was so relieved that he was like, finally, someone wants to talk to me instead of just getting my signature and leaving. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But, uh, it was, it was cool because it was, it was set up similarly to like what I was used to at Supercross, where there's like, you know, the pits and people are set up with their bikes, getting them worked on and stuff. But at the same time, you could just sit there and talk to someone for forever. Um, right. we, we did the same thing mm-hmm. with Levi. We talked to him for probably 20 minutes. Yeah. We got to talk to Ryan, Ryan Hughes for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Rhino. Oh, man. No way. That must yeah. have been an interesting conversation, dude. dude. Yeah. The guy is so fascinating. Like, personality wise, he's a 10. Like, the guy has, I don't know, he has this. <laughs> It's, I really don't know how to describe it. I've, I've met very few people like it, but I think it's just because he's a little bit older and, um, you know, a little bit well, of a, a it little was bit. interesting. Like we just walked up, he, we were checking yeah. out that bike that he rode. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. you saw that, that, that old yeah. CR that he rode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he was just sitting at the table, like eating a sandwich. Yeah. He's like, he's eating his lunch. Up. <laughs> like a snack, like a, like a sack lunch. And he's just chowing down on it. And we're like, dude, is that, is that right here? Like, and what's funny is like, I feel like his perspective on everything is so like 
crazy different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not a little bit different. Astronomically. Way, way different. And it's cool because he's seen so much, done so much, seen writers come and go that like that kind of conversation. I'd love to sit down with him for more than 30 minutes and just be yeah. like, just talk. I'm going to listen. Yeah. We'll, we'll get him on, we'll get him on the podcast. Well, we kind of jump straight into the racing side of things, but uh, I want to get a little backstory on you kind of like mm-hmm. where you're from, what exactly the Moda yeah. fam is. Uh, and yeah, just yeah. kind of go with that. Sure. So um, my name is Pierre. I am the content creator and owner of uh, Moto fam media. Uh, we are basically a moto hub. We, I say we, as if there's like, I have a bunch of people working for me. It's literally <laughs> me like just me and my kid, like get some GoPro. Right. Um, <laughs> and overall it's, it's basically come from the moto fam came from this place of my son saw old pictures of me when I was a kid riding dirt bikes in San Diego. Mm. Um, I worked for a company called Motor World and Motor World Racing uh, in El Cajon. Uh, loved the industry, did it for a long time. But like most people, they realize there's not a whole lot of money in motocross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, hey, I'm out of here. I'm going to go do the corporate thing. So I joined, a, I, I started working at a bank, wanted to blow my brains out and uh, decided to go and like I said, my son had seen pictures of me and he was like, Hey dude, I want to, Hey dude. Hey dad. (laughs) If my son was like, Hey bro, I would have been okay too though. Uh, but he was like, Hey, you know, I want a dirt bike. So I got him a dirt bike. He Mm. started riding around then he started going too fast for me to run with him. So I had to get back on a dirt bike. Okay. When when did that happen? What what, what was the age level on that? What was that? When did he, when did he like surpass your speed? Like when did he get up to like you and then faster? So what's funny is, is so we got him like one of those cheap Japanese or Chinese like SSR bikes or whatever. Uh And he was ripping around on that, having a grand old time. And I could, you know, they're not super fast, so I could kind of like jog next to him. Uh, And then all of a sudden he was like, Dad, uh, I want to get on an 85. And I was like, (laughs) that's a jump, bud. Like, that's a pretty i mean i know it's an ssr 110 but yeah. that's a different bike yeah 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 <laughs> right that's an animal an 85 is an yeah, animal, it's an animal of a bike. It's, it's like so a 125 we, out, uh, we gradually like worked up to the 85 and as soon as he got on that bike he was gone oh yeah right like just yeah burrup. he, hit, and I was he like, hit the pipe oh, dude, he hit like, the pipe and he there's no turning back yeah like <laughs> he, yeah. yes sir yes sir he hit that power band and oh, he was yeah. like addicted boom that's just why like i still that. got like, one i'm in this so uh we started racing or not we he started racing i had to get a bike just so i could take him out and you know work with him all those great things and i was like you know what dude like i love this sport mm. Like I, I wholeheartedly love MX. I love the culture. I love the people. What can I do to put my two cents in, mm-hmm. right? If I read all these magazines and look up all these articles and I spend every weekend at the track talking about dirt bikes, there's got to be other people who are into it like me. 100%. And I'm not going to get Brian Deegan to allow me to videotape him ride. I'm not going to get 
you know, any of the writers that are big names to get me to, to film them. So I just started bringing out my camera to the local track, doing fun edits. And then TikTok is kind of just where it blew up, mm-hmm. right? Like I just yeah. started talking about the things that I thought were interesting, talking about, um, you know, the politics of it, the marketing of it. Cause a lot of people don't see that background, right? Like mm-hmm. they see the racer and they see the end product. Mm-hmm they don't see the fact that there's marketing involved, that there's image like, yeah, there's a lot they don't see that, you know, talking about um, Deegan again, I don't want to loop too many times back, but the Deegans are smart. Like they're not your basic moto family. Mm-mm. They know that there's more going on underlying. And if, if there's nobody talking about that, I think we've missed out on a huge part of MX right because mm-hmm. and i don't mean this as a like a dig but there are a lot of the same voices that have been in been announcers been commentators been editors in motocross for years mm-hmm, years mm-hmm. and years mm-hmm. and that's why it's so important for guys like you and me And even guys like, I don't have any problem with 109 Nate, but like guys like him, you know, he may be controversial and people may not like him, but the fact of the matter is he puts up the numbers and he gets people Mm -hmm. involved and people see it and they want to talk about it, whether it's negative or positive, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It comes down to, is it getting motocross exposure? Yeah. Then I'm down for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I just talked a lot. My bad. No, you're good, you're that's good, you're exactly, good. exactly what we wanted. That's um, what I like to hear. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool how, I mean, I've, I've only been using TikTok for, a year, I mean, I guess it's only been popular for a year or two, but it's cool. Right. It's cool how like it used to be like kind of like the traditional influencers of you have to go win races on right. speed on mm-hmm. Saturday night to, right. to have any type of influence. And now anyone can fire up TikTok on their phone and, the way that the algorithms built is kind of built to where I feel like a lot more people have opportunity to grow on TikTok, Right. And it's, it's been cool to see how there's like people like you and like Nate, like you said, and uh, like the under average moto guy. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot of people that are kind of like taking on this new influence outside of the professional riders. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is, is like you said, it, you don't have to be this like crazy influencer. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be taking number one at your local race or at Loretta Lynn's or wherever to be able to talk about motocross anymore. And you know, I, I'm no pro, right? Mm -hmm. I, I I just have merchandise behind me that I like and that I want to keep. Oh, later. We'll make a, (laughs) we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take a little break right now. Um, Oh, well, we'll take a little like two minute break. Let's do it. Um, I got to drain the main vein. So we and we're, we're back. back. We are back. <laughs> so to kind of continue off of what you were saying, um, this new media platform has given a big voice to the underdogs. Like we are the people who aren't heard, like without having a race winning platform, like you said, you're not getting content out there. So this new era of you know, content creators, like we have power to like speak to people and we, we grew our following. Like we were like, Oh, Connor, let's start a podcast. And we started one. And then like through TikTok and Instagram, we already created, you know, a couple thousand followers and stuff, um, and listens. But the fact is 
we had an idea and we sat out there and we kind of went for it and it attracted people with a similar interest. You know, we're, we're, we are D class moto podcast. We are a bunch of slow guys on dirt bikes that love to have fun. And like, <laughs> there's a lot of other people like us out there. So, um, it's, it's, it's really cool to be, have an interest, like you said, in something. And then of course there's other people who have the same interest in that. Why don't I start recording this? And why don't we start, you know, sharing our ourselves with the with the world and so by doing right. that we've yeah we've created this awesome little community mm-hmm. right and it's it's like i keep i say to a lot of people right now that we're like in this niche mm-hmm. right we're like Very in this so. small yeah. like area that we kind of hover in um but i really don't think that's going to be forever i really think that some of the influencers that you see um will turn into the future of the sport. Mm-hmm. Maybe not racing per se, but the voice of of motocross and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. and it's important to like keep that fresh and and not to like so abruptly change subjects, but it's the reason why when it comes to electric dirt bikes that I'm so not like no. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah. so many people if, if, for instance, let's just take this for example. If you if you guys never started a podcast and you guys never were able to talk to Levi, never talked to me, never had the chance to have these conversations, who would? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and so, in a way, we are um, the people who are creating this movement, mm-hmm. if you would. Right. Yeah. The same thing goes with like the electric bike is look, I don't want electric bikes to take over everything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that stupid. Like I love my four strokes. I love that my kid rides a two stroke. Like yeah. I've ridden dirt bikes for uh, gas powered dirt bikes. As a kid, I have never put my leg over an electric bike, mm-hmm. but I'm also not stupid enough to, to think that that isn't going to be a thing. Yeah, right? definitely. We have kids who are like two year olds all the way up into, you know, whatever the biggest KTM electric dirt bike is that you can buy who are going to be like, yeah, I'm going to hop on an electric bike. Yeah. I mean, that's and what they grew up on. And to say mm-hmm. that that's not the thing. Exactly. So I, yeah. hundred percent. It, it's one of those things where our industry from top to bottom, right? The, the industry like Kawasaki, Stark Varg, uh, Honda's getting in the mix with electric bikes. Mm-hmm. They are the innovators of that part of the industry. And we are the innovators at the bottom yeah. pushing the conversation. You mm-hmm. can't have one without the other. Otherwise yeah. we stagnate and motocross just dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause who wants to listen to some corporate guy talk about his motorcycle when he can yeah. listen to a bunch of goons like <laughs> yeah. us talk about it. You know, like we are much more relatable than some guy making thousands of dollars on an ad, you know, like, so yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, this is the reason why we're here. And have you ever, have you guys ever tried to watch like the factor, like the factory dudes on YouTube, not the racers, like the guys who like put together the bikes, they are the boringest dudes to to like listen to talk to, right? Yeah, definitely. They're like, uh, this is a dirt bike and (laughs) this is the throttle and this is this part. And Mm -hmm. and you're like, by, by 30 seconds into the video, I'm like, we're done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you don't watch this because there's nothing there, Mm -hmm. but I know influencers or I I know TikTokers and Instagrammers who do this same exact thing, 
on their 1995 CR250. And I watched the video from beginning to end Mm -hmm. because at least I can feel and relate what they're talking about versus some random dude who makes 100K a year to build motors but can't talk to me about it. Yep, Mm -hmm. 100%. Right? Totally get that. So, all right. So we crossed that bridge of electric bikes. I want to hear from you guys. <laughs> right. I want to know. I, I come from a, a mechanically inclined background, so okay. um, I don't let anybody. Okay. Okay. I'm going gonna, gonna <laughs> to preface. Um, the only people I will let touch my bike are like suspension guys. And that's, I think that's about it. Like I, my suspension is basically the only thing I'll send out. I'll do the rest of it myself. Um, but um, where I'm going with this is, <laughs> yeah, I'll say, where, are you, where are you headed? <laughs> I watching the output of like an electric bike is like 80 horsepower. That's a, uh, that's pretty insane. Um, and then they have like the, so like a 450, um, like if you would get a factory bike from like Yamaha or whatever, it produces roughly around like 60 horsepower. I think it's, it's somewhere right. in there. And so right. then they have this electric bike that makes 80 horsepower. So that way you have like you know, you can get, you can get, I forget the name of that. Is it Stark? Um, what's the name of the, the, the new, new brand? Yeah. The yes. new Stark, right? Stark. Stark. So Stark. They, they have this Stark Varg. Yeah. Stark Varg. They have an 80 horsepower and a 60 horsepower model and you can choose right. which one you'd want. Um, and there's a couple guys that have already got pre-orders in for a hundred dollars and they got the 80, mm-hmm. 80 horsepower one, which is, you know, insane more power than a 450 like race bike. So to see that kind of power in between your legs is kind of crazy. Um, well, I know. And, and what's interesting too, is I think they said that you can kind of determine what power output you want. Right. So I think they said it starts at like a equivalent of a 125. I don't remember if it was a two stroke or a four stroke, but you can have it set at that and then it can go up to obviously 80 horsepower. So I think I'll be interested to see how that translates to potentially people buying new bikes less often mm-hmm. because yeah, that's, that's interesting. In, instead of they're like, Oh, well I'm, I've been riding this 125. I need to upgrade to a 250. Oh, yeah, I've been, right, I, yeah. I want to upgrade to a 450. Now they can just press one button and they're on a different bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's like such a good, it's like a double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. On the one hand, you're right. Like it's going to open doors for people so one of the biggest arguments that I see is like, people are like, nobody's going to buy a $14,000 electric bike. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I just brought, I just bought a 2022 KTM that was pretty damn close yeah. to that amount. Yeah. Right. Like, so on top of that, most dudes who buy a dirt bike, don't leave it stock. They're mm-hmm. going to put in a couple grand into it. Suspension pipe, all that other stuff. Now you have to do that with a 125, a 250, a 450, mm. and then you decide to do that with your family. And I have a, you know, my wife rides, I ride, my kid rides. Mm. So now I have to do that three times in a row with, I mean, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. or one dirt bike. Once you get out of like a, maybe once you get out of an 85 or a super mini, you hop on that electric bike and now you map it. So mm-hmm. yeah, like a guy, like you won't be able to wrench on it, but let's say you become the type of person who's on a computer and tunes it, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah, tune yeah. that mm-hmm. thing to how you want it to ride from age 13 to who knows. Mm-hmm. Now, the downside is that to that is, well, doesn't that mean less bikes sold, less money for the industry and all that other kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, maybe, but overall, I think it's a, it's a, it's a plus win. Yeah. But my biggest thing, and this is like you guys on TikTok and you guys too. Um, here's my biggest thing with the electric bikes. I recently went to my local track, Motoland, and you good? Yes. Hold on. It's for some reason I keep right. turning the volume down on my phone and then it keeps coming back. <laughs> okay. No worries. No worries. But uh, so you you can keep talking. Okay. I'm listening. So like. The issue is that I recently went to my uh, local track, Motoland MX, here in Arizona, and there was a kid there who had one arm. Oh, wow. One arm. He, he could twist the throttle. He can pull the brake, but he was born with, with no left arm. Mm-hmm. Imagine a dirt bike that you don't need to use the clutch, right? Mm-hmm. All you got to do is clip your hand in if you're a person who doesn't have a certain limb or yeah. you clip your leg in because you don't need a shift or mm-hmm. dude, like you cannot tell me that a kid who can never ride a dirt bike, who's been told their whole life, hey, can't ride a dirt bike. You can't pull in the clutch or hey, you can't ride a dirt bike because you can't shift because you don't have a foot mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can't get them on an electric bike to twist that throttle and do 50 foot doubles. <laughs> sorry like you you lose me at that like yeah. i'm going to always say like yo if i can get more people into dirt bikes it's a plus definitely and that's how i see it yeah. no i don't want dirt it's gas powered bikes to go away in fact i think two strokes should make a huge comeback yeah that's right yeah well, i got a lot to say about that they're, they're more efficient now mm-hmm. they they don't pollute as bad and i could care less if they did yes but it's to a, those yeah. people who do care the pollution rate is way down low on them. Oils and gases have gotten better over time. Dude. Bring them all back. Oh yeah. Two strokes, four strokes, electric, somebody make up a three stroke and let's just <laughs> pull them all together. Well, and I think like, <laughs> one, I think one reason why a lot of people are upset about the electric bikes is because they think that it's going to replace a gasoline bike. There's no way. Dude. Right. And I, There's I no don't way. think that that's going to happen. And I mean, as, as if it's another way to get more people into the sport or if it's a way to, be able to open a track in the middle of a city, then dude. Yeah. That's, that is the one thing that I will say for me is like the number one selling point for an electric bike is the fact that you can ride those in like a neighborhood. Like how many times have I gotten yelled at? Like when I was a kid for riding my dirt bike (laughs) down the street or like I would get in so much trouble with neighbors just because like you, and like we only had a certain amount of time we could ride. And like, there was a whole bunch of hoops we had to jump through in order to ride our dirt bike on our property. But with an electric bike, you can go out there at like 6am in the morning and nobody's going to know you're out there. And you know, you can can run 30 minutes. And yeah, yeah, you might hear, you know, in a, in a chain, you know, zinging through a sprocket or something. But um, yeah, there's there's so much potential for opening. And this is only going to be good for our sport. Like this is only going to bring good things to our sport because the more people you can get involved, like in the city urban areas, because we all know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, probably wish they had a dirt bike under the Christmas tree this year, but they live in, you know, a suburb of Chicago and they can't really go ride. But yeah. if you create these like stadiums or you know, they really don't even have to be stadiums, but if you create two, three acres worth of property and yeah. you can go out and ride your electric bike mm-hmm. without any sound restrictions. So a great example of that is when we went to Monroe, Georgia to go race at Scrub and Dirt, um, on Saturdays are the races because on Sundays we can't ride because of the noise until noon after, after 11 or noon. 
Um, uh, I think it's noon. Yeah. After, after 12 o'clock, we can start riding on Sundays because there's a church right down the street and we can't right. be, you know, we would literally deafen the entire church if you just hear the thundering <laughs> four strokes you yeah. know, going off in the background. But because of the electric bike, I think this is going to offer a lot more opportunity for, you know, riders to ride throughout like the whole day and not have noise complaints, you know, like, it'll yeah, be, I think this will be great. I'll be interested to see though, how, like, I mean, honestly, though, like the people that ride at Monroe, not many of them are going to be getting electric dirt bikes. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a very so, like, small, but th- that's a great example of why we can't ride before noon uh-huh. and or race on Sunday because I was I was feeling so overwhelmed with like learning a whole new track that I've never been on right. um, on Saturday and then like being go- going back to the track on Sunday afternoon and being ten times faster on Sunday than I was on Saturday just because I had more seat time, but. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just like food for thought. Yeah. And like, it's such a good point because, you know, once you have a bike that's electric, you don't really even need dirt anymore. Like there was, uh, some dude talking about building, uh, like more of like a, a prefabbed track, right? Like if you could prefabricate a track, it sounds weird that like bolts together like a kit. Oh, okay. And then you put, um, it looked like carpet, like Hmm. thick, like turf, like almost like turf, but it wasn't green turf. It was just Mm -hmm. like some thick carpety turfy stuff. Sure. Now you don't even have to prep the track. Right? (laughs) That's true. Yeah. The the possibilities are endless. And that's the the issue why I have so many, like I have so much pushback against people who are like, yeah. Yeah. No, they're not. They have their place. Maybe not in my garage, Mm -hmm. but they have their place, right? Mm -hmm. In somebody else's garage. I'm not selling my yeah, yeah. Nobody's gonna you, come to your door. Yeah. Like, You're never gonna see right? me with an electric bike in my garage without you know a two-stroke or four-stroke in there as well. Yeah. Like I'm never yeah. gonna I'm never exactly. gonna just or, only own an electric bike. Yeah, or maybe I'll just go buy a pipe and just attach it to yeah. my electric dude, bike. Dude, how freaking wild it, would that be? So pretend oh, get a little speaker for that, it dude that gets my that gets my blood <laughs> dude, flowing you can just do what we did when we were kids with bicycles we just put like a can in the, <laughs> the rear tire or the, the pokemon yep, yep, yep. card that's what oh we would always do yeah, exactly. yes <laughs> absolutely dude, it's all good bro we can make sound if we need to yeah, that's yeah. Not that is the least of our problems you know but you know going back to what you're saying uh the only company that i'm like kind of disappointed with all that is cowie yeah, because they right. they said they're gonna stop making gas, right? Ooh. Yeah, they've they've said they're gonna back oh. out, but how, dude? I don't know how. how. Yeah. That, right? Like oh, man. you have this amazing team in mm-hmm. Pro Circuit Cowie, mm-hmm. right? Some of the best of the best in the sport have come out of that team. And you're telling me that you're gonna go all electric when nobody has come up with an electric class, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's racing electric mm-hmm. bikes yeah. yet. That's not a thing. So you're signing a check in hopes that something's going to work out. And I'm sure it will. I just yeah. don't think they're thinking that one through, mm-hmm. but I don't work for Cowie. Who knows? Yeah. So do you think that there'll ever be a time where electric bikes and gas bikes race in the same class? Or do you think that that'll I, have to be two separate things like i said before i think 252 strokes 454 strokes throw in an electric bike put them all in a main right Mm -hmm. like 
we've gotten, this is my opinion. We've gotten to the point where you can be a dope rider on any bike Mm -hmm. because all bikes are so good nowadays. Right. Mm -hmm. And and even people who like bag on Suzuki, who haven't updated their (laughs) bikes, I'll tell you what, I rode those three weekends ago and I shredded on that. Oh, hundred percent. Like at least 10 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) At least. But you know what I mean? Like bikes have gotten to this pinnacle point where, we're talking about most people out there, especially average riders mm-hmm. like me, mm-hmm. will not be able to tell the difference oh, between yeah. my brand new KTM and a 2011 Suzuki, mm-hmm. right? Like you're just not. Yeah, and we're not we're not there to push the bike that far. Ex- exactly. And when you have and to further that argument, when it comes to like if you're a good rider, you're a good rider on basically any bike. Mm-hmm. Think about guys like what's his name? Stank dog. Oh yeah. We love stank. Yeah, dude. Right. Stank is on that 125 and shreds. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Absolutely shreds on that thing against other four strokes. Why can't we do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Why is that not a thing? Why can't we get people who, instead of just, instead of cheering on just your favorite rider, go Barsha, go Barsha, mm-hmm. go Roxon, go whoever. Dude, I'm rooting for the two strokes. <laughs> this guy on the two stroke. Cause yeah. I ride a two stroke and yes. I want to see that two stroke win. Yeah. Right. So, That's what we should be looking at is 100%. this like bigger picture in AMA. If you're watching, you're messing up. Yeah. Like, you're missing out. The AMA doesn't get it. They mm-hmm. don't understand it. Why don't we do more stuff? For the people who support the sport, who have been yelling and screaming for two strokes to come mm-hmm. back, but nobody wants to listen. Yeah. But when electric bikes take off, they're going to listen to that yeah. versus just saying like, hey, we've come to this point where if you're a dope rider and you think you can take on 450s and an electric bike on that YZ250, let's make it happen. Yeah, I think right? I think that uh, to to stir the pot even further with the, the conversation of two strokes coming back. Um, I would love to see, you know, if they wanted to throw like a 252 stroke in a 254 stroke class, but leave the 252 stroke stock and then you have your race bike. So, um, like obviously like you can throw like your bars and suspension and stuff, but like leave the motor completely bone stock. So that way there's at least a fair chance in power output. Um, cause I know like me hopping on my 125 from 2000 and then hopping on Connor's 2015 254 stroke, that thing literally blows my bike out of the water. Anytime we go over like a rhythm section or in a straight line, that thing's just like, it's just gapped me, but I, I will throw that thing into a corner 10 times harder than that four stroke because my bike weighs like 180 pounds versus 250 pounds. So like it's, it's, it's a crazy difference, um, in chassis and suspension. So like you might see more battling, you know, like in the corners and stuff. And I don't know, like there's just a a lot of discussion available for that, but I thought that would be like a pretty interesting way to like regulate well, there's the sport. Also, there's still a lot of unknown because oh, yeah. not many people have done it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, like yeah, Stank, no Stank Dog did it, but he was also what, do you, what do you think it would be like if they threw Jet Lawrence on a mm-hmm. 125 two-stroke or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we don't know. We have no idea what the... Because, like, obviously we know Stank Dog's fast. He's running up there with the pros, yeah. but, like, he's not... I, like, sorry, Stank, I love you to death, but, like, you're not, you're not running in the championship hunt on your 125, but um, I would love to see, you know, what another rider would do on a 125 well, and, and then just to kind of get a gauge for it. And, like, I get that, like, 
Like they don't want to do that for like the main, like they don't want to throw a jet on a 125 for the main supercross class because sure. he's got some business to take care of. Of course. But sure. if, yeah, yeah. if they were to like maybe bring back monster cup again or do these, you know, like, like the Paris race, mm-hmm. like if like I've, it would be cool if riders and manufacturers were willing to mix it up at least for those oddball races that yeah, yeah. don't necessarily count for mm-hmm. much, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think, um, ping, I, you guys know Pingree, uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On, uh, he's with, um, vital MX. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, you know, he brought up a really good point of like, think of how many more privateers would come in. Oh dude. With a yes. Cause you can oh, rebuild yeah. a top end in your pit, right? You <laughs> yeah. could yeah, yeah, yeah. buy a bike and, you know, you can go pick, pick up a brand new dirt bike for a, a brand new two stroke dirt bike for a lot cheaper than that four stroke, maintain mm-hmm. it way easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might have to rebuild the top end a whole bunch more, but what's a top end a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. Right? You could get yeah. more people into racing, more people that can't fork out, you know, 10 grand for a bike and then another 10 grand for, you know, putting it together for racing, mm-hmm. but you can get a guy who can buy a 7,000 or $8,000 two stroke mm-hmm. and then put another four grand into it mm-hmm. and have a legit freaking oh, yeah. dirt bike. Absolute ripper. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's my biggest, my biggest takeaway from the electric dirt bike, like mm-hmm. uh, the two stroke dirt bike, the four stroke, like I, I really think, like just open up the floodgates. Like yeah, let's seriously. just see who's fast. Yeah. What's right? yeah. I, I, I want to see the dopest riders riding, you know, some of the craziest stuff out there. Like, um, uh, I mean, recently on, on, on social media, I saw somebody took a 450, like a, a CRF, um, like 450, but they put these like super fat wide tires on it. Um, <laughs> yes. It was like, it was like three wheeler tires on a, on I've a 450 dirt bike. And like, that's just crazy. Like I've never seen that before, but Right. Because of, you know, modern technology, we can do that. And, well, and also the fact it. that if they do that, they know they're going to get the views that'll oh, pay, yeah. they'll pay for that to be worth exactly. doing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that whole mantra of like, you got to blow some money mm-hmm. to make some money. Uh, yeah. 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 Right? A lot yeah. of these YouTubers are the same way. They, they mm-hmm. decided to just buy a crap bike for two grand and put in five grand. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden they got, 10 million subs well maybe not 10 million but you know what i mean like you get a bunch of subs overnight because they were willing to put in that work yeah um definitely which is super crazy but again it goes like it it comes full circle right like Mm -hmm. if you have a privateer who picks up a dirt bike and shows you on youtube all the stuff that he has to do to get it ready for racing and then you see him go to the race Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like no team does that, but mm-hmm. a privateer could do that and he could make money just off of YouTube, start a GoFundMe to help him get to Dude, Supercross. That's mm-hmm. genius. Right? What if what if right. privateers did a GoFundMe? You can sponsor your favorite rider. How freaking yeah. cool would that be? Like you just like, I put $20 on this guy and I bought him, you know, like some new gloves or I don't know, whatever it is. And like, he's out there ripping on the track because oh, you, you put yeah. gloves on. <laughs> I don't know, like tear-offs. You bought like $30 Dude, worth of tear-offs. I don't know, but like anything. But, but that brings up like a whole different thing, right? Like, so as a person who used to be in banking, mm-hmm. 
we see a lot of investors, right? Different types of investment. Well, now the biggest investment in a lot of people's eyes is this NFT way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. What if a writer created NFTs and you could buy NFTs from that writer Dude. and you could directly support oh that guy? Gosh. And not only see him at the track, but you can say like, yo, I own a piece of his yeah, team. Yeah, you own right? some like, stock. I am, Imagine I get some Jet I'm Lawrence stock. I'm a part owner of this dude's team. Oh, man. You just yeah. you just opened up a floodgate in my mind, dude. <laughs> All uh, right, dude. We're, we're, we're going to make this happen. I know. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be the, the privateer? That- dude, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think my body can afford that. I will never financially recover from this. Like, there's no way, dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've already taken two trips to the hospital. Um, we Oh, dude, uh, how's your arm? I'm doing good. Like, dude, there's certain like very specific movements that um, require like that create like soreness or pain or whatever. But when I'm on my dirt bike, there is I literally you've you've ridden since then. Yeah, I shredded and I I was the (laughs) fastest I've ever been on a dirt bike was the last was the last time (laughs) I ever rode. And I never once thought, man, my shoulder hurts or even realized that I was in the hospital three weeks ago. Like it never even occurred to me. But yeah, like at, I honestly, I only notice the pain when I'm like physically working, you know, at work, like lifting things or just weird movements and stuff like that. But riding the dirt bike, it it literally feels like I'm at home. I don't know. There's something about it. That's funny. <laughs> it's therapy. I don't know. <laughs> You're like that. What what was that movie? You guys might be too young for it. It was um, Hot Rod, where the kid like <laughs> <laughs> sorry no. baseball falls down and like hurts his arm. But then when he gets out, he can throw like a baseball. Oh, uh, Angel, like, Angels in outfield. Is that that, is that movie? The movie? No, it's not Angels in the outfield. I don't know. But the kid, the kid can throw like a hundred and three mile an hour fastball. Yeah, chat. What is that? What what movie is that? I thought. No, but, uh, not... Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Like right, he yep, he would yep. throw it. Well, that's you, bro. Yeah, Yo, I'm telling you. Now you're gonna be our, I'm our privateer. <laughs> At whips, and I have a busted up shoulder. <laughs> You wish, <laughs> dude. You know what I dream right. about? Like most people are dreaming about, like crazy things. I just want to learn how to whip my dirt bike. That's all I want to do in life. <laughs> so, all right. So let's let's talk about. Uh, like, I, I really want to know what your guys's thoughts are for this season, mm. Supercross. Who's taking four fifty? Who is going to be in the podium the most? Mm. Who's going to come out mm. on top? And who do you think is way overhyped? So, right, so let's, who's overhyped? Who's taking it, and who's going to at least be on the podium? So right. are we going to talk 450 first? Yeah, 450 first. Let's uh, okay. Can we, should we uh, pause and then re-record? Oh shoot, yeah, we're at 30 minutes. Again. Yeah, we're going to do a <laughs> well, quick. Okay, we can two, we can take do, a, a break. All right, first first thought on what are we on 450s first? Oh, I haven't sat down yet. Well, you yeah, better sit down because I'm ready to freaking go, man. I'm all hyped up. He he got me talking about you know like some schemes and we're going to do I don't know. We're gonna right, do you you got right. first because so. Just to kind of give us a little mm-hmm. of of how we both kind of fit into this, I'm I'm the one that like listens to all the podcasts, like yeah. does all the research. Yep. Hayden's more of like the talker, and like <laughs> I'm interested to see what Hayden has to say. So I yeah, know he right. hasn't done as much. Yeah, Connor's, Connor's been a lot more involved in because like I didn't get back into into dirt bikes until last year in the summer. Like Connor's the one who got me back into it, but I hadn't been following Supercross for like five years. It hadn't been so I I really didn't know a lot of the new guys coming in, um, but. From what I can tell from like the 450 division is Ferrandez. I really hope he's going to be. Um, you hope he's going to be? No, no. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I really hope Dylan um, is not going to be taking home a title this year because okay. uh, back-to-back titles for him would just be another. Well, he didn't. 
No, you, not you he didn't win out, outdoors yeah, outdoors because I know outdoor, he didn't. Yeah. I, I know he didn't win a Supercross title. But I guess we'll start. We'll talk only about Supercross yeah, that, for now. That's but, a lot of momentum, right? Yeah, he gets one yeah. and he gets the other. Exactly. So if he's coming back to win a like a back to back, like from outdoors to indoors, you know, he's going to have an insane amount of mo- momentum for him. And I really think. I mean, I know he's on Yamaha, and Yamahas are really fast. I just, I, would, I don't want to see another. You, you, you're still mad at him for the whole Christian Craig thing. Hey, man, <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> salty, but um, I, as much as I respect and love Ryan Dungey, to have another Dungey era with another rider, I think would be not detrimental to the sport, but to keep this variety going, I think it would be nice to see somebody else throw a. Um, uh, a title in Ken Roxon. Um, but I think Ken Roxon is due for a title. I really think he's due for a supercross title. Um, watching him absolutely biff it on that triple in, um, I don't even remember where he was at, but when he basically shattered his, his arm, um, and he was out for the rest of the season, like watching him come back from that. I'm a huge Ken Roxon fan. So Watching him try to come back from this recovery was extremely difficult because he's super strong at the first, you know, 10 minutes of the moto, but then he's starting to get right. like faded. Um, and I don't know if that's due to recovering from an injury, but um, I really think Ken Roxon's due for redemption. And I think that's this year. So Ken Roxon's going to be, he's my, he's my guy on the podiums and potentially he's going to be fighting for that number one plate, like throughout the whole season. So who do you think's overrated? Who's overhyped? Overhyped. Or either over, well, I guess you kind of answered it, right? Dylan? Yeah. yeah I think Dylan, Brandis. I think, I think Fernandez is going to be the overhyped. But he's he's going to be super solid. I know he's going to be super solid. I'm just expecting Ken Roxon to step up his game that much more. He's had a whole other, you know, off season to recover and like get used to his riding style. And um, you know, he's he's super planted in his program right now. Like he didn't swap teams or anything like that. So I mean, he's been in Honda for like three years, four years now. So um, yeah, I'm really anxious to see Ken Roxon do well this year. That's solid. I think that's solid. Yeah. But also, uh, all right. who nobody has any idea how these other riders are going to do on these new bikes. So, I think Fair. Ken Roxon is not going to finish in the top three this year. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. I, I think those are I mean, fighting words, hey man. Last year, Cooper Webb defeated him mentally, and I don't think yeah. I don't think that Ken Roxon has an answer for that. Mm-hmm. So i mm-hmm. I think for sure he's going to finish finish behind Cooper Webb. And I don't know. It seems like he's, I, I honestly, I would not be surprised if Ken Roxton retired after this season because Whoa. I mean, he's, 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 he's definitely a little bit you guys older. You didn't hear it here first. I'm pretty sure I heard that on a podcast somewhere. <laughs> you heard it here at some point, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, it, he's, he's getting older and I think that last year was his best chance to win it. And I don't think he has an answer for how Cooper defeated him last year. Mm-hmm. And I think like, like even so I, I had a bad headache on Sunday and I just turned on like the Anaheim. It, it was just streaming Anaheim one from right. all these different years over and over again. Yep. And back when Ken was on that Suzuki, he was so much more aggressive than he is now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for and sure. I mean, and yeah. I I can't blame him because he took that terrible crash, and I mean, I'm obviously not out there. And his being, family, right? Yeah, he, he has yeah, a family. Yeah, yeah. yeah, now he's, he's got, got a, kid. a kid and a super cool dog. You know, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But I I think that if he had his skill and speed last year, along with his aggression that he used to have, then mm-hmm. he would have won it. But mm-hmm. last year he had some opportunities to be aggressive and he didn't. And I don't see that changing this year. And I don't see him overpowering Cooper Webb mentally this mm-hmm. year either. Yeah. And there's also a lot of other fast guys coming up. Yeah. I, bold I, prediction. I think e- either Kenny's going to completely prove me wrong and come out and crush it. Right. Or I think Chase Sexton will finish ahead of him. Ooh. Really? I, I, I think so. I, I think Chase I has a lot. I was not expecting that. I think a Chase has, I would agree with uh, a, a partial of that because I'm just listening to Chase Sexton and like kind of watching him. Um, throughout this offseason and, and stuff like that. I think right, Chase so Sexton then, has some stuff to show. So is Sexton taking it then? I don't think Sexton will take it. I think Cooper Webb's taking it. You think <laughs> Webb is going to take it again? I oh. think I think so. Well, I mean, like, I, 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 no, I, I mean, would like, prefer him not. I would no, prefer no, 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 yeah, Ken yeah. Roxon to win. No, I, I, yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally get you saying. I, I, I would most prefer Aaron Plessinger to win. Oh, yeah, dude. AP, oh, dude. If we got AP to win, I don't think oh, that's going to happen. I would literally do a backflip on my dirt bike. I mean, who knows, though? He's on a brand new bike. Yeah. If I've, I mean, you know, you hear that every single person's fast. So who, I've heard he's right. fast on that bike. Mm-hmm. He's getting um, a little bit older dude, oh, though. So, okay. So you think, so Roxon is your overhype, right? Basically. Uh, hmm. I would also say, I think Ferrandis is a little overhyped. Ferrandis. Okay. Uh, and then lot, your I've, tops. I, I think Cooper Webb's going to win. And I think Ken Roxon's going to finish like fourth. And I, I've I've heard a lot of people say that like Dylan Frandis is going to be up there in the title hunt, but you got to rem- remember last yeah. year he was not he had a lot of like twelfth place finishes mm-hmm. in yeah. Supercross and like yeah he he won a two fifty title or two 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 fifty titles in Supercross, but I think he'll definitely be better this year. I mean he's obviously got a lot of um like hype coming in from winning the outdoor title. But he didn't look that great in the 450s last year, I don't think. So it, it would be yeah. a big jump for him to go from that to being right up there battling for first place every weekend. I think we're, we're forgetting yeah, about so, Eli Tomek. You know, it's, it's interesting about Ferrandis is like, I, I'm going to make him my overhype. Right. Like I think a lot of people want him to win. A lot of people saw how he did it outdoors and was like, cause even, like I said, even I was like, Whoa, what the heck? Where did Mm -hmm. this guy come Mm -hmm. from? But outdoors is not super cross. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's all about making sure you're in your rhythm Mm -hmm. because as soon as you're off your rhythm, whether a, a whoop section gets you or some triple or, you know, some rhythm section. If you get out of whatever rhythm that is that you're in to get your speed up, it's gone, mm-hmm. right? Like it takes forever to get back into the rhythm because yep. it's literally jumps, turn, whoop section, turn, jump yep. Yep. versus outdoor, which is like long straightaway, sweeping turn, big ass jump mm-hmm. that you can breathe in the air and go like, okay mm-hmm. landing right that's a different mindset versus like i need to be pinned mm-hmm. and make sure that i'm going and going and not getting thrown off mm-hmm. and that's why as much as i hate to say it you're right like 
Webb has the mind game down. Oh, 100%. Right? Like, he messes with everybody, mm-hmm. and everybody saw it when he really messed with Roxon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throwing up that that uh, board in front of him saying red plate, talking crap to him at the starting line, like all that stuff. He's got that down. Mm-hmm. The the thing that I think is really going against it, uh, against Coop is, and I hate to say it because I'm not a big Alden Baker fan. I, I, I don't like him as a trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you to win a championship with your, the, the trainer who creates champions mm-hmm. and then just be like, thanks buddy. I'm out. You know what I mean? Like that's a big change. And that's yeah. something that could definitely turn into like, an explosion of like, this is not good. Right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't keep that intensity. He doesn't keep that mind game up. Uh, everything can fall away. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, I think that web will take it, but I'm hoping, and my choice would be Tomac. Okay. Because yeah. I think Tomac is in this position where, he has to do something. Uh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I would hundred percent agree right? with that. Yeah. He's, he, he's on a platform right now. The wall yep, now. Yep, yep. You've been given the bike, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bike that everybody wants to be on. Mm-hmm. You've been given the opportunity with star racing and star racing Yamaha from what it sounds like that team is very much rider centric. Mm-hmm. They want to make the bike work for the rider. It's not like Cowie where they're mm-hmm. like, here's the most badass yeah. bike now figure it out <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, right mm-hmm. and everybody knows their bikes are badass but that's the bike you're getting and that's it yep. right click your clickers and then move on yeah on the other hand yamaha is very centric to their riders and i think that if tomac is going to do it it's going to be this season mm. otherwise just send him on his way bro like just yeah, it's time to go it's mm-hmm. time to retire you've done your part like become a, a trainer, become a, a manager or something like that. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. will disagree with me, but that's how it is. Like in this sport where you have Barsha, Roxon, uh, Webb, Ferrandis, mm-hmm. I mean, the list go, I mean, and we're talking about, that's just top five. You still have like badass writers all the mm-hmm. way down to 12. Yeah. You got to make it happen. And so I, I'm going to say Ferrandis is my overhype. Uh, Webb is like my podium guy, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Eli Tomac as my number one, so yeah, hold me to it. Interesting. So, do you think, let's say Eli comes out, wins the championship in Supercross, do you think he retires after this year at the top, or do you think that he would? <laughs> I would, I would, I would hope he would. I would, yeah, I would hope I'm, he would. I'm gonna agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope that he takes that and goes like, "Hey, I don't know what his contract is. I don't know if he signed a one year or a two I year." Think when they did that Bell video that came out recently, mm-hmm. I think it was that. I heard it. He was like, "Yeah, I don't really know if I'm gonna ride for one more year, or two more years, or what." So that yeah. that made me think, "Oh, he must just be on a one year contract." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he does one year and he goes blazing, I hope that he does the same thing that he's like, Hey, I proved my point. I made it happen. I proved that I could do it on different bikes. Mm-hmm. Have a good day. Right. Yeah, and yeah. just I mean, take the, the money and run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because I don't think it's like Roxon, Like you said last year, Roxon didn't do it last year. Mm-hmm. Probably won't do it this year. 
I, maybe yeah, he will we'll but, see. yeah you know we'll see mm-hmm. but eli if he doesn't do it this year i don't think he has the room to do it next year mm-hmm. yeah right like yamaha isn't signing him because he's the grandpa and he everybody likes him yamaha sees an opportunity and is going like this is a dynasty we're building mm-hmm. put up the numbers and if you do good, we'll keep you on the team as like a coach or a trainer mm-hmm. or a whatever. Yeah. And that's why I think Tomac needs to make it happen. And and what you got what you got to think about too is there's a lot of 250 riders on that Star Yamaha team that want that 450 spot. Oh yeah, 100 percent. So bad. Yeah, they'll do so yeah. bad. So before we move on to the 250s, ra- okay. random random 450 question: How do you think Malcolm Stewart's going to do this year? Okay. Uh, how is he going to do overall? Well, yeah. Okay. So like, here's my thing with Mookie is I'm not sure. Okay. We all like, everybody always says, well, he's not his brother. He's not his brother. Well, no Mm. crap. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, obviously they, they come from a race family. That's great. But nobody's the same person. Just like, um, jet, the, the, uh, the Lawrence brothers, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Both blazing fast, both like night and day people. Yeah. They're like completely different. Yeah, definitely. I didn't even know they were brothers until like, cause I saw the jet Lawrence and then the Hunter Lawrence on the screen. I'm like, I wonder if those two are brothers. I mean, like they don't look <laughs> I was like, is that my coincidence? Like the first time I saw, like the very first time I saw jet and Hunter, I was like, they don't look anything the same. Like they look completely different, but I guess they are brothers. Yeah, they do. They look different. They act different. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes for the Stewart family. They act different. They look different. They ride different. But I do think that this Husqvarna move was probably the smartest thing that he could do. Mm-hmm. And it's smart for Husqvarna, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because now they have name recognition from a real big name in the industry, the Stewart family, right? Mm-hmm. And he's riding with Alden Baker, the guy mm-hmm. that Webb just left. Mm-hmm. He just got in with him. And we already know Stewart. I mean, he's not the fastest guy, but I'll tell you what, you watch him on the whoops. Oh, yeah, he's that fearless. Crazy mm-hmm. yeah, he's fast over Absolutely the fearless on the whoops. Now yeah. imagine he tightens up the whoop section, he tightens up his uh I think one of the biggest things that he fights is, is just his athleticism, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's athletic, but he's just not that level yet. Mm -hmm. Well, Alden Baker will put him at that level or he'll fail. Mm -hmm. And that's just what it is. So we haven't tossed his name around very much, but I do think that we'll probably see him on the podium more than, than people are imagining. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll be a mix of Alden doing his magic and that bike mm-hmm. that Husqvarna bike will be I mean did you guys watch any of the videos of him riding that husky yeah uh, like the very first video they put out of him even I was like how did he get so comfortable so fast yeah right like that that bike is most people people who have take like if you ride a Japanese bike and then mm. you hop on to one of the KTM Husky gas gas bikes, there is a change, right? You're mm-hmm. like, whoa, this frame, mm-hmm. this steel frame is a little bit different. It reacts different. It turns different. 
but he hopped on the bike and was sending that thing over quads and oh, yeah. and i was like holy moly yeah, yeah, yeah so i'm not sure if this is his year but i think this year will be like that ramp up year where next year people might be like oh man the guy to look out for is actually mm-hmm. Stewart. yeah and i think that the fitness part of that is going to play a huge factor in it too because i heard someone say like well, not that he was like fat before but you no. would almost like I, I felt like last year in supercross you would see malcolm near the front and then like towards the end of the race you'd be like yo where'd malcolm go, Where'd he go? and mm-hmm. you see him yeah. he's back in like 10th mm-hmm. and right. I've, I've someone was said that they were i think it was like chris Kiefer was at the baker's factory yeah he, he was, was like he was like malcolm's lost like 20 pounds since last time i saw him and i saw yeah. a video of him and he almost looked like a different person yeah and i think that i mean if he's got I mean, obviously, Alden Baker's going to wear wear him out and make sure that the fitness Mm -hmm. isn't an issue. And I I think that if he could have that speed that he had the first few laps of every race last year, then, I mean, he'd be up there. I I don't think he's going to win the title this year, but I think he's going to be up a lot. It's definitely a good move for him, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing move for him. It's fresh. It's good. He's got a good trainer. I don't want to say a good trainer. I don't, I don't know Alden Baker. All I know Mm -hmm. is he is notorious for burning outriders. Well, that's that's why I heard that's why Cooper Webb left because he was like, I don't want to ride anymore if I'm going to be riding at this pace. And and if you do your research, you'll find out that that is the thing with the Baker Ranch. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. he is so Alden Baker. If you guys don't know, he's not a dirt bike guy. Yeah, he's, he's a, a military physic- guy. He's a physical yeah, trainer he too. Ride yeah. dirt bike. I'm yeah, sure yeah. he can ride a dirt bike and I'm sure he has a dirt bike, but he doesn't race dirt bikes. He doesn't come into this industry to be a nice trainer or a trainer that, that worries about the aspects of humanity, mm-hmm. right? He came to make champions for these teams who are going to pay him hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And when you have a person who has a military background and all he worries about is the bottom line, well, you're going to burn out your rider because at the end of the day, the championship is what pays you. If you don't get Mm -hmm. that championship and that placard's not up, not up on your wall. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Most likely the trainer is going to be the first person who gets the blame Mm -hmm. because the bike is, are indeed mm-hmm. they've built that bike for the rider now it's the trainer's fault so it's unfortunate that he is notorious for burning out riders like cooper webb and plenty of others but you cannot deny the fact that this guy creates just champ after champ mm-hmm. after champ and if 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 your goal as a racer is to hit the championship check mark and be like sick. Cool. Cooper Webb did that. He checked it off mm-hmm. and now he's going to try his own thing. And mm-hmm. maybe somebody else will check it off this season or next season. But it is unfortunate that he has that way about him. And I really hope he doesn't burn out Mookie that fast, right? Mm-hmm. Where he just pushes him to the edge and then we see him just go like, nah, we're out. Yeah, I think I think Connor's uh made some points where um if you go to the Baker factory, that's kind of like if you're if you already have the potential to be a champion, he will kind of extract that from you, but he'll well, extract that, it in a way. That's one thing I've heard a critique of him is that he just 
takes champions and keeps them champions because of you have to be at such a high level already to even train with him. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think now, I mean, like, I don't know exactly when Cooper started working for with him. I think he'd probably already won his 250 title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like when Dungey started working for him or what, I, which I'm, I'm not the one that said that. I just heard someone say that somewhere, but right. I, I think it'll be interesting to see a, how Cooper does away from him. And yeah. B, what he does with Malcolm and AP. Yeah, that'll be right. that'll be interesting. And so. dude, we didn't even talk about AP being at the Baker factory. I know, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, right. That's like, the weirdest. I know, right? In my opinion, that's the weirdest story of all of this, uh-huh. right? Yeah, not only a guy he... who is, you know, KTM yeah. is an awesome brand. They they do amazing things with Red Bull. They're notorious for the things that they do. But you take this like. Now, I don't mean this derogatory, but like this country kid. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I take that as <laughs> a compliment. On, like, one of the baddest bikes out there and then throw him into one of the craziest trainers that's ever been in MX. Something's going to happen, whether yeah. he breaks yep, yep. or he just becomes like the guy. Mm-hmm. There is no in between. I don't feel like hype. I think AP is going to be something different and nobody is ready for it. I yeah. hope so. He's he's my probably my favorite four fifty rider. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, dude, I, I'm I wave his flag all day long when people are like, "Oh, he's not going to be a champ." I was like, "You just wait and see." I think yeah. I think he's a I think he's a fan favorite. Um, I know oh, he's like, a fan well, favorite. he's one of those guys like I mean, kind of like Jet, who he's he's on the podium yelling three for Dale yeah. and yeah. goofing <laughs> off. And yeah. I I remember I when he was in the two fifty class and he did that belly flop into the puddle, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, yeah. So I'm originally from uh, from Michigan. That's like my home, my hometown. Um, I grew right. up, I grew up ten minutes from Redbud, and um, we would go watch Redbud, and AP was definitely the fan favorite when we go watch him there. So like, yeah. Um, well, he's like Mister America too. Oh, so especially yeah. oh, especially yeah. on Fourth of July weekend. Fourth of July weekend was you know <laughs> that's his people. So when you when you call him a redneck, like I think that's like the b- biggest compliment. Yeah, you he would give he him. would probably love that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I'm sure he would, but you know, people nowadays, but yeah. all right, 250, 250, give me your two fifties. I'm going to, I'm going to have to pull up a, a list because I think there's some guys that were, um, so well first, so are we going to just say overall who we think will yeah. do no, best or are we going to split it up by coast, West coast? I just want to know who you think is the guy, like who, who's the guy that's going to be making waves. And then mm. who's the guy who's just completely bunk over, over, Hmm. Overhyped. I I think that if Jet can keep it on two wheels all season, then he's gonna yeah. demolish everyone. Yeah. If he doesn't, then might be the same thing as last season. Unfortunately, hmm. I think there's a who is the privateer that showed up in a couple in a couple races and kind of like he was top five. Uh, I forget it's a two fifty guy. Yeah. Um, there's a couple two fifty guys even in like the outdoors who were. Um, like poking tire up front. Um, mm, I don't know. I'd have to pull up like a, a, the, the the list. Rest. Yeah, I'd have to pull up the list because I know there's a lot, there's so, there's so many 250 riders out there. Yeah, I, I mean, um, and I, I think one a, one thing I think which this is not new news at all, but I think that Joe Shimoda is going to be yeah pretty, pretty dang yep, solid yep, yep, this yep, year. Yep, 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 yep. I was going to say that, and yeah. it's so weird. Like 
Shimoda is one of those guys that like is a sleeper. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like nobody saw him. come. I didn't see him coming. Mm-hmm. I certainly was not like, yeah, this kid from Japan is just going to wreck people. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, even last year, he he finished in points ahead of Jet. Yeah. And yeah. Just because and he nobody was, like, talked about um, it. Yeah. Nobody talked about it. Right. It's because Jet is, you know, really hyped up and I and, and the hype is real. Right. Like, oh, yeah. He's mm-hmm. a fantastic writer and mm-hmm. he deserves all that type of support. But then when you have somebody like uh, Joe Shimoda, who kind of like <laughs> comes out of nowhere, super humble, doesn't really have uh the hype that everybody else has mm-hmm. in the 250 class. Cause we got to be honest, like a lot of people in the 250 class are way, way, way overhyped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joe Shimoda, right. He puts it on paper. He puts it down yeah. and he, he, he's consistent. And the bike that he on the, that Cowie bike is just yeah. solid. And mm-hmm. I watch him it for though. If I don't know if you guys where you guys follow him but i honestly think that the best place to see him is on twitter because he posts raw footage of him all the time really cool and it's yeah and you watch him and you're like you know when somebody is so smooth they look slow but then when you look at it on paper like you time mm-hmm. there you're like how is he putting down mm-hmm. these yeah. lap times yeah he's that's joe shimoda yeah he's kind of like a sleeper yeah he's he's very smooth he's methodical when he rides and mm-hmm. it makes it look like he's not going fast but then when you look at the points you're like yeah, he's, what he's i think his and consistency this, is I, I there too this season he may not walk away with the championship but he'll make his waves. But next season, watch out. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. telling people right now, next season, he will be the guy that people are like, whoa, what is going on here? Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's going to be like, the I think it's going to be a really interesting dynamic in that pro circuit pit between which I don't, I don't know who exactly is racing what coast. I know Joe's, right. I know Joe's racing West coast, right? But for the past few years, like Austin Fortner has been supposed to be the man over there. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, if he doesn't show up this season, then I don't know what's going to happen to him. Yeah. So, but you've got him. And then now you've got jet Reynolds coming in. Who's the new hyped up amateur. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, who's going to be, who's the number one in the pro circuit pits right now? If, if I were right. in charge, I would put Joe as number one. I mean, mm-hmm. he's right. He's the most consistent scored the highest in points. Right. But and, and it sucks it, it sucks because Forkner is a kid that like I like, mm-hmm. but he, it's not panning out yet. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it will. And it's sad to say, but like he's coming back off a off an injury. Mm-hmm. He's also in this like weird place where he hasn't been he got his the season cut short because of that injury now he's going to come back to other people especially in the 250 class but on his own team that are starting to creep into that like Mm -hmm. well i was the top guy but now these other people are kind of taking my spotlight and that can either be really good because it's a chip on your shoulder that and you eat up that chip and you're like i have to prove everybody wrong right now Mm -hmm. Or it's a chip on your shoulder and it turns into this mess in the pits or it turns into this like animosity towards your teammates 
And that can wreck a team really quickly too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it sucks to say, cause I, I'll be honest. I was the guy who was like, Forkner, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> a year or two ago, that was me. Uh -huh. And now I'm like, I, I hate to say it, but I'm not sure if he can pull it off. And if he can, I don't know if it's with Cowie. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be with Cowie. Else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting if, if he doesn't do what, like become a title contender this season. I don't know what exactly his contract is with Cowie. Yeah. I mean, I know he's been there for a while now, so well, I wouldn't be surprised right. if it was up after this season. And if he doesn't put together a title hunt or something, I don't think they would necessarily want him back. No. And I don't know. I mean, I don't, the 450 team isn't going to want him either. I hate to cut you off, right. Connor, but we got like 10 seconds. Oh, until shoot. Our, right. Oh, we can wrap it up, guys. Well, no. I'll, I'll start the camera over real quick and then we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll okay. start to wrap it up because yeah, we've been going for an hour and a half. Um, uh, thoughts on uh, when Deegan competes? I don't know. Yamaha has not said anything. I really hope that it's soon. Uh, he's looking really good on that 250. Really good question, Logan. We're getting some fan questions. Yeah uh people are just at, like i said this deegan thing it mm -hmm. keeps coming up like everybody wants to know when deegan's gonna join you know the big show mm -hmm. and well it's funny i, I, I saw <laughs> I, I forgot where it was but it was, it was on tiktok of course someone was like deegan's gonna win the 250 title this year and i was like <laughs> right. i don't think he's gonna say I, think I, replied, this year. I was like i'm not sure he's gonna be there dude <laughs> yeah. yeah um it, it's it's hard though, because you're talking about a kid who basically has a full blown supercross outdoor ride. Oh yeah. Right. Like uh -huh. nobody, I don't know of any kid. Well, maybe Villapoto kind of got something similar, mm -hmm. but I, I don't think it was to the level of like, you know, there are people that legitimately are like, Oh yeah, he's racing this season because he looks like he should be racing in supercross uh -huh, this mm -hmm. season. He has the bike, he has the gear, he has all the support. He's, Everybody's he's posting him up. every day, riding supercross tracks. Yeah. yeah he, he's right. Yeah. I just watched one of their videos. He's yeah. on a supercross track. He, you know, he was just riding yesterday. with Eli like, yeah, yesterday, the day before. And like, he's yeah. just like a part of the team. Yeah. And yeah. it's so. just one of those things where you're like, so then should he be racing? Yeah. Right? Like for as yeah. much time he's, he's been like, putting in, like, is so he going to be... make it happen? I'll, I'll call up Deegan, you know, let's we'll make it happen. <laughs> Definitely. Dude. Um, so do, do we wrap up everything in the 250 class? Who? Yeah. I, I gotta, uh, Oh no. Um, I mean, obviously I really want to see Hunter do better this year. Um, I think uh, he's, I think, I think he's, he's underrated. Underrated. Yeah. I, I think saw Hunter's the, like my the, underrated. The power rankings came out a couple of days ago. Yeah. They had yeah, Hunter they in like eighth. Yeah, I don't think that's. Yep. I was like, that's I mean, he that would be second, last year. He finished second in points last year. Yeah, I was gonna say that so, I, if you were to if you were gonna like power rank him, I'd be like, I, I honestly I don't I don't know where to rank him, but I know that he's definitely an underdog this top year. Five. I would definitely put him top five. One hundred percent put him top five. Um, top five. Yeah, I I do think Hunter could definitely do top five. I do think he's underhyped, but mm -hmm. there's a part of that that's him, mm -hmm. right? Like he's not his brother who's just like constantly out there yeah. posting all the time in your face. Not that it's a bad thing, but you know, on social media all the time, I think Hunter is more lax, mm -hmm. but you know, again, he could be another sleeper that nobody sees coming. I definitely think he could be top five. That should be mm -hmm. yeah. Cake yeah. this season. Yeah. He, Especially on the bike top five this season with the bike that he has 
and all the support that he has, that'll be the real disappointment, mm-hmm. right? I'd agree with that so, statement, hundred percent. So let's wrap it to you real quick, and then I have one more question for you, and then we'll wrap it up. Oh yeah, for sure. So who do you, who's your pick? So my pick for the I, I, honestly, I got to go with Jet. Um, he's just super okay. solid, and I think listening to him kind of talk about um, like Supercross, like coming off of he. I mean, he had some injuries last year, so um, mm-hmm. did did he not? Like, am I am I wrong on that? Uh, like he, he he had a few like minor injuries. I think there was one race he didn't finish, maybe. Yeah, um, last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So he didn't he didn't look. Uh, I mean, I guess complete um, on his bike last year. I think this year he's going to look a little bit more consistent. I think that's I think that's where uh, Jet's going to be pretty solid. Is he's going to find his consistency this year because um, he yeah, found it in cool. outdoors. I think he's going to really you know tailor and focus in on um, on that on that title. So, but yeah, that's I'm down that's with my that. Pick. Yeah, I, I if if he can keep it on two wheels, mm-hmm. I'm I'm still a little skeptical. But if if he can do it, then I think he's got it. If if he throws it away, then I don't know. I don't see Justin Cooper or Colt Nichols backing it up, honestly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Colt if Jet really throws it away, but right. I don't know. And then what's your and, pick? And, and, I mean, the uh, dude, I'm a Jet fan all the way, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think he has the talent. I think he has the speed. I think he has the personality to be a champion. Mm-hmm. But don't crash, dude. Yeah. Keep it on two <laughs> like, wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it on the keep it on two wheels. Keep it upright. Like he's almost like James Stewart, where he's blazing. Yeah, fast. that's a very good. Yeah, he I like that. Can't hold it together for mm-hmm. long enough. But the thing is, he's in the perfect position for somebody to be like, yo, pump the brakes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You don't everybody knows you're fast. Mm-hmm. Now just don't crash. Even if that means slow down a little bit and get your points just on on the rocker, right? Mm-hmm. Get on the podium, get a couple firsts. Then at the end of the season, let's focus on that blistering speed. But that first half, those first half races, just worry about getting that podium spot. First or second, third doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Right. Um but I I do think that Jet can make it happen. Um, Nichols, who knows? Yeah. Right, like it, it's one of those things where I I want to be. I'm not I'm not against it. I, I I think he is a solid rider. Obviously, he's a champion. But mm-hmm. I just don't see that. Like hurrah! Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We'll we'll yeah. see. I I I would say the same thing about Justin Cooper. I don't know. He, yeah. yeah. But anyway, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll find out starting this Saturday. Yeah, we'll find, hey, dude, that's what we should do is just recap and find out. Dude, I'm down. Um, so also my phone's about to die. So if I lose you on the TikTok live, then my phone's dead. But it's I, all good. So I've got one more question for you and then we'll wrap it up because we've been going a while. So shoot it. One thing that me and Hayden have noticed is we've been getting a lot more into the sport over the past year is how super nice and awesome all these people in the motocross community are, especially like when you, when you go to the track and like meet people and like, I mean like we're talking to you right now and like, you seem like super nice, obviously, but there's also a lot of negativity on TikTok specifically in the moto community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess my question for you is like, like what do you think causes that? And then what is, 
a way for people like us to fix that. Sure. So, um, dang, that's a tough, but a really good question. So yeah, you're right. You know, like I say, I've said it multiple times in multiple TikToks of mine where I say like, the reason why I called this whole thing, the moto fam isn't because my family rides dirt bikes. It's because I'm a firm believer that the moto community is a family, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like there have been times where I'm at the track and I forgot my son's two stroke oil. Yeah. Right now he's bummed. And I've had dudes go like, no, man, I got a bunch of two stroke oil, throw it in there here. Here's some pre-mixed gas, right? With Mm -hmm. gas prices being through the roof. Here's some gas. Don't pay me back. Don't, don't even worry about it. Have a good day. Right. Like that is the motocross community that I love, but you're right. There is this weird opposite side. Now, I think it comes down to, let's say, like two to three things. Okay. The first one, when it comes to like TikTok. So, a part of my business is understanding what is working. That's why we're a media group and not just me being cool on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, I, I do multimedia. I, I help out with other companies, media situations. And I always tell them one thing, you kind of have to fit in one of three buckets. You have to be informative or you have to be sexy, which you can see plenty of on TikTok, or you have to be controversial. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to fit one of those buckets. And a lot of people don't care enough to be informative. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't want to read the magazines. They don't want to listen to the posts. They don't want to watch the writers. So that takes it off. I'm not a sexy guy. And plenty of dudes (laughs) can't. (laughs) There's plenty of dudes out there who, and dudettes, who can't be that sexy bucket. Mm -hmm. So what's the last bucket? controversy. Mm -hmm. So when I post a video that says, Hey, check out this new electric dirt bike. I didn't say I liked it. Mm -hmm. I didn't say I want to ride one. Just look at it. And then you have a flood of people who are like, dirt bikes need to be gas and electric bikes suck and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And, or the classic one is they tag 109 Nate or they'll tag like <laughs> I, was, uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. The MX guru, mm-hmm. right? They'll tag them in my videos and say, like, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah, it like, stirs up content I, and I don't creates understand views. why there needs to be this like weird devolving into like my tribe is the 109 109 Nate tribe. My tribe is D class moto, right? My mm-hmm. tribe is like since when can I not, dude, I ride a, a freaking KTM. I'm riding, I have a Honda sweater on, right? Like <laughs> yeah, this, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this stupid stuff where people are like, Suzuki's are trash. KTM is trash. This mm-hmm. is, bro, I don't understand it. And mm-hmm. I, I never will. Because the fact of the matter is, if you've ridden a dirt bike, you've done something that less than 10% of the, I think it's probably less than that, but for sure, less than 10% of the entire population of the world has ever done, mm-hmm. right? Most people will never put their leg over a dirt bike and so feel true. what it feels like to hit a dirt jump 
fourth year tapped and <laughs> hope to God you don't die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Like, for sure, for sure. So why do why is it that a person who's felt that and a person who's felt that have to have some sort of animosity because I ride a KTM and you ride a Suzuki mm-hmm. or I ride a Honda and you ride a Yamaha. True why? that. True that. Yeah. Right. Like I don't know that. I, I don't understand it. My biggest thing with any of it is, like I said before, does it push it? Does it push motocross forward? Then I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Right. If you want to be a dick about it and it gets you views or whatever, that's cool. Don't bring it to my page. Cause to be honest with you, I I'm a firm believer that there's two things that we can do as influencers, as people who are like in the mix is look, most of these people, I, I shouldn't even call them people. Most of the time when a TikToker comments on my video, something negative, and then I go to their profile, it's some 12 year old kid. Yeah. It's yeah. like somebody, right? like yeah. Some kid who's like, your bike sucks. And I'm like, bro, you are riding an 85. <laughs> yeah. You don't have 12 grand to buy a KTM. Yeah. You don't have 10 grand to buy it. I mean, you don't have 14 grand to go buy a Yamaha, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to that, I just don't respond because yeah. I'm a 35 year old man. I don't need to argue with some 10, 12, yeah. 13, 15 year old, mm-hmm. you, right? You, you argue with an idiot. You're going to, they're going to, they're going to beat you up on their level. Right. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, like, you're going to drag you down uh, there. It's, it's just not my, my forte and it's not even worth it. Yeah. For the people who are like e-bikes are lame and you're fucking stupid for thinking that they're cool the the thing that I want to tell most of those people are like, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Whatever, man. Right on. Like, yeah. You're so right on your 1992 CR125. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, you are dead right on, my on that TTR. clapped out YZ. Yeah. On my right? like, 2001 yeah, I, I TTR. I certainly don't want an 80, pow- 80 horsepower electric dirt bike that multiple pros now have come out and been like that's a sick i'm not bike. getting paid for this this bike is sick yeah right mm-hmm. like we have multiple pros that are like not in, not sponsored by stark varg not sponsored by any electric dirt bike who hop on a dirt bike that's electric and go that was sick this is the future yeah. mm-hmm. right they write it out they put their freaking name on it and say this is the future mm-hmm. I don't want it to be the only future, but I'm sorry. You're some guy on your couch mm-hmm. who watches a super cross race and has a dirt bike. I am a person who my entire job is to be in the industry. I read yeah. every article, listen to every voice, talk to every single person. When I go on TikTok and I put up a video and people comment, I comment back because this is a conversation. Mm-hmm. This isn't, I'm right because I'm the Moto fam. Fuck you. This is, I'm the Moto fam. Talk to me. Let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, unfollow. Yeah. Yeah. But keep commenting because you guys are helping the algorithm. One thing that, I mean, it doesn't really bother me. I'm more just like confused about it is I've seen a lot of hate on like, kids that ride C class and yeah. like I, so I posted this video of Hayden where it was like, 
he kind of collided with this guy in the air and it was my first race ever. It was his first race ever. <laughs> and first comment was like, get off the track. You suck. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, what, the heck? what are we supposed to do? Just never race. Like, yeah, th- this, this beginner class is for beginners, beginners. to learn. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it's right. like all these people, oh, this is why I hate C class. This is why. And yeah. Well, and like that's kind of like, like we kind of, yeah, we kind of like created the D class to kind of like almost steer into the skid of like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're slow and we're not trying to pretend like we're not. Yeah. We, we it, enjoy being here because there's a lot of other people who are slow. Like we give them a voice, you know, like, but, yeah. but like when people like comment, like, oh, you idiot, get off the track. Like I just, I just laugh at it because I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry that I made your day so bad that you had to comment that I don't, I don't care at all. (laughs) Thank you for being, you know, me that involved in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And and the other part of that is, is like, look, I'll be honest. The last time I raced, I got my ass spanked. Oh yeah. me too. It was bad. And, Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, like I get my adrenaline rush. I'm not there to fucking, I'm sorry. I'm cussing so much. My bad. <laughs> I, um, I'm not, it just, this topic makes me so upset, right? Like yeah. imagine me telling my son, dude, get off the track, bro. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like my son, the first time he raced came in last and second to last. Should I have told him, bro, get off the track. We're not racing anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, it goes back to this thing of like, are we growing our industry or are we the old men? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Are we the guys who are like two strokes forever, 1992 to 95 was the golden years. Yeah. Or can we just be like, yo, I dig that CR. I dig your two stroke. I dig the fact that you ride a vintage dirt bike that is from 1970. Mm-hmm. I dig that. But guess what? I also like the brand new bikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also like the fact that, I can go to a local race, have a little bit of fun and laugh at myself for falling over in a rut. Yeah. Yep. And if you can't do that, great. Hope you make it to Loretta Lynn's. And if you don't, <laughs> then you're just as terrible because the fact of the matter is not many people are going to make it to that level, right? Like yep. most mm-hmm. people don't. So why can't we support each other on exactly the level that we're at? Yeah, yeah. exactly. The yeah. 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 Thing, the, the, the last thing I'll say about that is um, m- more and more and more the internet, TikTok, Instagram makes everybody 10 feet tall. Yep. Right. And then you, and I'm not saying this happens all the time. I'm saying it does happen where somebody says something in the comments that is so from left field, right? Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're super aggressive with it. You don't know what you're talking about. This person, this, this, and that, this bike is this, this, and that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And then I'm like, are you sure? Cause I'll tag you in the article yeah. or, I'll ta- or I'll even show you the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you don't hear anything back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's silent. Yeah. It's right? like, like this voice behind like, a keyboard. Oh, shoot. This guy actually replied to me. He actually reads his comments. Mm-hmm. My bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I more often than not would rather be like, Hey, let's just talk. If you're not going to talk back to me, then we're not going to talk at all. But for you to just comment this random thing and tell me I'm wrong and that I'm an idiot or like I posted that video of Cooper Webb on a 2022 
factory edition bike. It's the bike he's racing this year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I said, Hey, this is a 2023. I wasn't wrong. It is the factory edition for 2022. And in 2023, it will be the main bike that KTM has. And they will come out with a different factory edition and the cycle will happen again. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's how factory teams work and you cannot believe how many people's faces melted off <laughs> you're an idiot you're, you're so wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a 22 it's a factory i know i'm not an idiot but guess what most people can't buy that factory edition mm-hmm. but in 23 when it becomes the main model they will be able to buy it yep and and being a marketing major look for my friends on TikTok and the friends that I'm talking to, I went to school for marketing. Do you really think that I don't know what I'm saying when I say it? Mm-hmm. And if I get it wrong, do you really think that I don't know that I said it wrong or that I'm not trying to get a reaction out of people yeah, for the yeah. things that mm-hmm. I say? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, cause if everything was dead on perfect every single time, Look, uh, I don't mean to be mean, but like I'd be the MX guru, right? <laughs> Who has 86,000 followers, but 130 views on every one of his videos, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Like I'm the opposite. I, I have 26,000 followers, but most of my videos bank at like 5,000 views, 10,000 views, 25,000 views, right? Mm-hmm. I I think the MX guru is freaking amazing he's wicked smart he understands but he's also too perfect he knows everything so well that when he says something people don't listen because they're like yeah that's right and they move on yeah right? they don't question it because versus they... me who's like hey this is a 2023 ktm am i wrong no do you think i'm wrong yeah are you going to comment and feed the algorithm oh heck <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> definitely yes is that going to get me paid Yes. Yeah, Are please. you going to go to my YouTube and comment? Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The controversy so, sells for sure. Definitely. Right. And, and I don't want to be a controversial figure. I just want people to understand that the box that they live in, in TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube is mm-hmm. not real. Yep. And take a step back and just like, let's just be the motocross community that we can be where we 100%. support each other. We bring more people into it. We have electric bikes, two strokes, four strokes. You like your racer. I like my racer. I ride my bike. You ride your clapped out bike. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Heck like, yeah. Let's have fun. And the real competition isn't in my comments. It's on the racetrack. When supercross happens, outdoor happens, let's talk shit to each other when my racer takes yours out right mm-hmm. like that should be the conversations that we're having not the you don't know what you're talking about bro yeah okay bro yeah <laughs> yeah for sure cool, cool story bro cool story bro <laughs> but well, <laughs> yeah cool story bro yeah. for sure bro you yeah. know what you're oh, talking yeah, you, about you're that guy bro you're that guy trust me <laughs> are you absolutely are you are you are you 100 yeah, certain and it's weird because like I like more people than not, like I respect one Oh nine Nate. I really do. Mm-hmm. And people try and like mix things up. I respect the MX guru. It's weird how people try and like 
mix things up. I don't even mm. know these people. Right. Yeah. I've never, never met, met them in my life. I have mm-hmm. no idea what they're like in person. And the fact of the matter is I only get to see what they put up on their social media. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I think it's super cool that Nate has his niche, right? Like he has people that are like, heck yeah, this, this is my guy. Mm-hmm. Badass. Hey, D-Class Moto, these are my guys. Like I, yeah. I am on the same level as them. Hey, the Moto fam, I am on the same level. Cool. We can all be that way, but it doesn't mean that I can't be a fan myself of 109 Nate, or I can't be a fan of the MX Guru or Under Average Moto or any of those dudes. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's weird that we're in this place with TikTok where people are tagged people in videos to be like, look at this guy. In fact, and I know we're supposed to be wrapping up one last story. (laughs) I posted a video about an electric bike. Keep getting back to that. Somebody, or excuse me, 109 Nate used a clip of my video and did a, he didn't even like say anything about me or my video. He just said, Hey, like, this is what was said. And then he said, this is what the, his truth is, what he believes to be the truth about electric bikes. And somebody tagged me in his video and was like, oh, something about like disrespectful or, and I was like, and 109 Nate was like, hey, no disrespect at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why you're saying this is disrespectful. Like if anything, I just got views mm-hmm. Because homeboy has so many freaking followers (laughs) and he chose to use a part of my video. I'm flattered. That's freaking badass. I I think he's rad. I I may not agree with the way he produces or puts himself out there, but I don't care. I think he's, he does what he does and he does it well. People like it. Yep. I try and do my part. If you like it, cool. If you don't, great. But I see no animosity between you guys, me, Nate, uh, MX guru under average moto or any of the other guys. Mm. If in fact, I think it'd be great if we all just like helped each other, I guess, like, you know, like collaborated. Yeah. There's too much controversy. Yeah. And and I think, I mean, that's kind of like one of our goals of doing this is like, we're going to have on a number of those guys. We've, we've already been talking to, one and I, Nate said he wants to like fly down here. I was like, we're doing it. I was, like, yeah, I was like, we can do it over Zoom. He's like, no, I want to. like, I need a vacation. We're like, all right. I need one too, bro. So you Me can't too. be mad at that, right? No, yeah, like, of how course can you not. be mad at a guy who's willing to like go mm. out of his way to talk yeah. about moto? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. And uh, so, like, between talking to him and we're going to have on uh, Under Average Moto as well. And I mean, I think everyone's goal is to grow the sport. So, I mean, if yeah. we can, if we can band together and do it, then yeah, that's freaking why dope. not? And that's a win-win for everyone, you know, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to end it and yeah. the conversation, right? For like, sure. I think if all of us are on it, this is a positive note. And I, I can't imagine that any of us don't have that kind of support for each other. Right. Like mm-hmm. I want all of the motocross influencers even the ones who are just starting out with, a, I mean, I see them all the time with a hundred or 200 followers, but they put out badass content. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how are you not blowing up? Ex- yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, yep. 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 It's just one of those things. And why wouldn't I want to see somebody else be successful? Mm-hmm. Hell, if I could get 
paid a hundred grand a year to talk about dirt bikes, I would. Why <laughs> would I not want that for you exactly. guys or somebody else? So we could go ride at our own private track every weekend, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. it, it just doesn't add up when people have that weird mentality, but yeah. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on, dude. This has been absolutely the two hours flew by super quick. I know, dude. I I talked a lot. Thank you guys so much for, uh, for inviting me, dude. When you guys reached out to me, I was so amped. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, maybe this will be the trend. Maybe Nate will come out and meet you guys in person. Then Mm -hmm. I'll meet you guys and we can start doing like a big podcast all in person. That'd be sick. For sure. That'd That'd be be, be awesome. You said you're in Arizona, right? Yeah, I'm in Arizona. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. if, if we ever end up out that way, we'll we'll hit you up and we'll, we'll do a good podcast in here. person or something. So. Definitely, dude. There's a lot of good tracks out here. We could make it happen. Oh, for I'm, sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Definitely. Awesome. We'll appreciate it. Hey, we'll see you guys later. See ya. Right. Stay safe out Peace. there, bro. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, man. What a freaking dope guy. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Was, hold on. Let me shut down this mic real quick. Make a noise. We got um, to do a quick wrap up because that... Yeah. 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 I mean, huge shout out to MX family. That was super great to have him out there and have him on. Um, yeah. I could have talked to him for another two hours. <laughs> yeah. Dude. If I didn't have to use the bathroom and, or if I still haven't eaten, hadn't eaten dinner yet. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was thinking like, dang, Connor's probably hungry and I'm already hungry. So we're probably going to get some food after this. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, huge, huge things coming to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what we have. Um, I don't know. We just got some good content coming your way and potential, uh, not even just like collaborations, but potential, uh, sponsorships, maybe question mark. I don't know. We'll see. TBD. We've got, we've got some stuff in the pipe. So we recorded this on what's today, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and get it by Thursday. Cause we talked a lot about pre supercross stuff. Yeah. We got to get some, we got to get some supercross in. Um, well, we got to, we got to get some stuff put in before supercross. So that way we were like, oh, I got a lot of work to do full swing. I mean, yeah, we, I'll, I'll we edit, got a lot of work I'll to edit do it tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, shoot. I'm going to eat dinner with friends tomorrow night. I'll edit it after I get dinner with friends tomorrow night. Dang, see, this is what I'm talking about. This man's putting in the hours, you know, he's just like out there striving. He's, he's doing great things. Yeah. But. Hayden's going to, you know, do some. I'm going to promote the crap out of this. Yeah, Hayden's going to, even though he's fasting on social media right now. Oh, wait. Yeah. Crap. Hayden's yeah. going to be on the, the side of the street with a sign. Dude, yeah. Right. D-Class Moto D-Class Moto Podcast. But, get out uh, there. We're going to wrap it up since we've been going for, oh, shoot. This is about to go out yeah. anyway. We're gonna, yeah, we're um, running out of time anyway. But um, All right. Well, thanks for watching, everyone. We stay will safe. see you hopefully in less than a week or a week. We're going to get one soon. We've got Huckett Films coming up to Nashville soon, and we're going to do something sweet with them. Uh, So yeah, appreciate you guys listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the Moto Fam. We will see y'all on the next one. Peace.